0: What is up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, as always brought to you by the beautiful Bloke in a Bar beer, easy drinking lager, it's not fruity, it's not hoppy, it's beer that tastes like real beer, if you've been on the fence, if you thinking about maybe I'll go grab a case, see what it's like, go grab a case, be a part of the next big Australian beer, because we are going, this year, we're going big baby, we're going big, also it supports the platform, you get two things, you get a full sports network and a beer. Tell me that's not a great deal. Tell me that's not a great deal. So sit back this weekend, grab yourself a case of beer, watch the trial matches. They're actually all on Fox Sports. So it's basically like a weekend of rugby league. How good is that? Uh, If your local doesn't stock it, you can ask them to order some via ALM or ILG. Um, If it used to stock it, but sold out, We're in a much better position now, guys. We've hired more people, so we'll be able to restock way quicker. And we basically want to make it so you, anywhere you go, you can find Bloke in a Bar. And the only way we can do that is if you support the platform by grabbing a case of Bloke in a Bar beer. Plus, it's a fantastic beer, a bloody nice beer. Uh, I'm with the great rugby league guru this week. Make sure to subscribe to his podcast on all good podcasting apps. Also, follow him on Instagram and Facebook. But as usual, let's get straight into it, baby. Just a Bloke in a Bar. What is up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar and what a perfect day to have Bloke in a Bar on because Gurino, Gurachi, Kanguru, look I know you're a romantic man, I know you're a romantic man, it is Valentine's Day and we were given the greatest gift of all, footy being back, but I've got a gift for you Guru. Gurino, you're Italian aren't you? You Italians are of romantic. Course, yeah. Can't can na- you tell? Yeah, Gurino, that's your name isn't it? <laughs> I've got a, i got ai would like you to be my Valentine. Oh, thank
1: you, mate. I appreciate that.
0: Hopefully my missus isn't watching this because she knows what she's getting later. <laughs> um, Some quick hands time. coming her way. It's a beautiful time. Um, oh, we are now officially Valentine's. That's adorable. And you know what's funny? I'm not getting my missus nothing. So, <laughs> you know what I get her? I get her being a fucking good bloke every day. How about that? How about that? That's your gift. That's your Valentine's gift. Me being a good person every day. That's the biggest excuse in the world to not get gifts but um no i just i just ladies uh gentlemen say something nice to your missus go take her out do something nice for your missus because i'll be honest most of you blokes listen to this don't deserve your missus let's be real here no doubt let's be fucking real let's have a bit of a coming to jesus moment boys go look in the mirror go look at your missus ask yourself could she do better probably so you should treat her well be nice to her day tell her you love her and uh just spend the day treating her the way she deserves, boys, and then try to do that every day. How about that? What about Maddie on Instagram this morning? Just
1: quietly, very, oh, very
0: cute. Wow, very smooth. What do he say? I think it was a reel, standing on a balcony. A was reel. It was. It was he hit us with on. a reel. That's like fucking new
1: generation
0: kind I of shit. I thought he
1: must be a reel operator, and I clicked on it. It's the it's the lo- lonely reel there.
0: Wow, Him and his from he's also. a sweetheart. He he's a sweetheart. And if we're talking about blokes that don't deserve their misses. <laughs> That's the fucking guy. You know the best thing was? Matt
1: added my girlfriend on Instagram in the last 24 hours. That was the first thing she saw.
0: (laughs) Real kick in the dick there, my friend. That's a fucking alpha dog play. That's that's a a move. He's going like, I've got something planned here. Matt, Matt might secretly be a ladies' man. He does scissor all the time. Plays the role. Fucking hell, Matt. You're a scumbag. You are an absolute scumbag. I'm sure he's got some weird BDSM back home tonight. No doubt. Some gag mask, some leather fucking, some leather outfits whips, all that kind of weird shit, leather scissors. He's got leather scissors at home. Jesus, but all seriousness guys, make sure to say you love your missus today and let them know how much you appreciate them. Because uh, honestly, how fuck would we be without our missus? I'd be living in a cardboard box. Seriously. If I like, I remember there's a period where I was like single for maybe six months like all my clothes what was funny is like we had this, this big table and I was living by myself there's this big table and like all I would do was just like put my clothes on that as, and I'd be like well at least they don't crease because I'm like rolling them out and like they'll just pile them up anyway my dad comes around one time and he's like you know what son I'd do the same thing <laughs> everyone does <laughs> um, so I would literally be living in a cardboard box with a playstation if I was without <laughs> my great partner she does make me uh, a better man a better man as it were but you the trials on the weekend. How good was that footy back? Uh,
1: it's so good to have footy back. Uh, All-Stars game was unreal. Yep. C- considering the weather conditions, first game in four or five months for these guys, I just thought they did so well.
0: Oh, incredible. Shocking conditions. like That, that to me, was as close to NRL standard that we've probably seen in, yep. a, in an exhibition match or a, pro- a trial match.
1: Uh, I think it shows, once again, in rugby league, if you've got the two best front rowers on the field... Mm. Yeah, you're way. so far ahead. Yeah, you're yeah. so far ahead. And Fisher and um, Tapene, they were unbelievable in that yeah.
0: game. Fisher Harris just continues to deliver monsterly, and he just like because he does it all the time now, kind of like the Tedesco effect. Obviously, he hasn't done it as long, but like because he does it all the time, we just like, oh yeah, Fisher Harris was the key to I think two tries where he was hitting the line, drawing and passing to Tapané. Um Before we go ahead, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar as usual, guys. Footy season is back, so the beer of footy, you got to go grab it and celebrate footy being back. It supports the platform, it keeps the lights on. So if you get hours of enjoyment of content from Bloke and a Bar and you want this platform to continue growing, grab a case of Bloke and Bar, make Bloke and a Bar your beer of choice. It's a high quality lager. Here are the 12 stores in spotlight. Bottolo, Roseberry, Local Liquor, Piermont. Banksia Supercellars, Banksia Supercellars. I think I did a taste test a while back there. Great shop, great shop. Midagong, Bottolo, Celebrations Cowra, Norris Park IGA, courtyard esplanade Cairns and it's on tap there courtyard and courtyard have been a supporter since day dot so get down and try it on tap hotel metropole proserpine centenary hotel pimlico Townsville, centenary hotel they've also been around since the start i'm pretty sure so go down grab a case uh, i mean and the cowboys round one have a bloke in a bar next year couldn't get much better yandina hotel on tap stafford hotel brisbane they've also been there since day one and star liquor Raceview tavern in ipswich so go down and grab a case also if they if your local independent doesn't stock it go and ask nicely uh to order some or if it used to stock it and it's sold out and they were unable to get more we're getting bigger this year guys we're we're really trying to make it so you can get bloke in a bar whenever you want it so go back in there ask them to order more and grab a case that the beer of sport tell me what other beer actually dedicates their life like dedicates their life to sport. I doubt you'd find a single one, but we do. So grab a case of bloke in a bar. It's a beautiful, easy drinking lager, but let's get straight into the games on the weekend. The Maldi women's and indigenous women's 18-8 to the indigenous side, uh, gets revenge for last year. It was quite a substantial loss last year. Uh, I thought, um, obviously Jamie Chapman was fantastic scoring two tries quite fast, deceptively fast on the wing there. Kira Dibb. I mean, so a few great cutout balls. Uh, the women's game is improving. It's absolutely improving. Uh, and and it's great to see the girls, uh, I guess, be more embraced each year. So, yeah, I had a, I, had a quick, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched most of it. And I, it's absolutely improving. So hopefully it can continue to improve. And hopefully it can find, a, a I guess, a viewership of, of people that really do enjoy that product of rugby league. But um, good on the girls, good on the Indigenous women for getting the win. Uh, you know what I love is the Māori women's haka. Mm. I love that it's like their spin on the other like well they're both spins on each other um, but I just love that it's like their spin on it and it, it's it's like it represents their culture, but from a like female kind of perspective so uh, love that and uh, it's really good to see the girls improving i think I think a lot of their passing's improving. I think a lot of their tackle technique is getting better um, now obviously it's not going to be as fast and explosive in men 's game, but that is just you know. That's biology, um, but it doesn't mean that their skills. I, I always like harken back to UFC. Like at the start of women's MMA, Ronda Rousey was the the shit. Mm. But if you take Ronda Rousey's skill set and put her in today's MMA with the women, she'd get absolutely flogged. I mean, that's why she had a two, I think two or three uh, loss streak, and then just bounced out of the game. Don't get me wrong; she's a pioneer of the sport. And so I do believe that that you know that if the girls continue to improve at the rate they're improving, and I mean a lot of them aren't even full time athletes yet so hopefully we can get to that stage give them a real chance to um to show their wares so great win from indigenous women's uh was really enjoyable to see um just the game progress now on to the indigenous all-stars men's versus the Maldives men's one of the probably one of the highest quality exhibition games i've personally ever seen usually trial matches it's like a just a shit fight and you're going oh my god drop ball here you know sweaty humid weather forwards are getting hit under the ball they're dropping it they're trying to offload everywhere what did you make of the Maldi indigenous game
1: and mate oh, i think they had every excuse for it to be a bit of a shit fight like yeah. that and they just delivered it was in the first probably five minutes it was a few errors i think um my boy reuben cotter he got hit right around the football and it bounced what? out and i thought Fuck, this could be the story of the evening here but and I thought it was such an incredible game. The two front rowers, as I said, they were just unbelievable. Uh, yep. It's such an underrated thing in rugby league when you've got the two best front rowers. They can just turn it on its head mm. in an instant. I um, thought it was good to see uh, the, the Indigenous boys, their halves. Obviously, they pretty much had the entire Sharks' spine. Mm. Good opportunity for Craig Fitzgibbon to have a look at uh, what he's got to work with there. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I actually didn't get to watch the game live. I watched it the day after, so I saw all the reaction on social media and everything and then got to watch the game. And um, I thought it was a bit rough on Nico Hines. He copped a bit of stick on social Twitter media.
0: is in your Twitter. talk? Oh, Twitter's a cesspit. It is a cesspit. I don't even have Twitter because it is a cesspool. Nico Hines was, in my opinion, Indigenous' best. Like, he was single-handedly dragging them Forward with some some of his kicking game was fantastic. He's not even really supposed to be the seven; he's the six. And he like what I loved about Nico is that they were lacking a bit of direction, and Nico just said, "I'm I'm stepping up and I'm going to lead this team around."
1: Well, that 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 was the reaction that I saw on Saturday night when I hadn't watched the game on Twitter and stuff was that they were lacking direction because of Hines. I agree with you. I think it was the opposite.
0: Absolutely. You got to
1: remember with these guys, they're coming into this game. These are guys they spend a week with. The week isn't about rugby league. It's mm. about their culture. It's about everything else. You, you show up there on the night. You got twenty. You got twenty blokes. Constant subs, different guys in different positions. It's pissing rain. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know what people expected out of Nico Hines.
0: Well, if they win, he's he played well.
1: Oh man, if they if, if there's a try, the the try that Jesse Ramian scores, Hines was on his inside. If Hines scores that try, all of a sudden he plays a good game. Yeah,
0: bizarre. If Straight you actually away. go back and watch, and this is no disrespect for the people around him. But there were people outside him missing his mark. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, here's a perfect example. Curran was a bit late on his line, and he still got a quick play the ball the next play. But I was actually feeling like the feeling I got was that Nico was a step above, and people actually weren't going with him here. Mm-hmm. And he's so used to Melbourne's system of that like front foot. I mean, last year that front foot footy they were playing was crazy. So I, I'm I, look, I am shocked that people thought he played poorly, like shocked. Now, obviously that's opinion and th- that's fair enough, but I, c- I just cannot for the life of me objectively look at that game and say Nico wasn't their key man in dragging them back into that contest. Well, he, it's not only like – he. so he had a, he had two repeat sets or at least a repeat set. He was like a friggin' 10 centimetres away from a 40-20. He had a tri-assist. Yep. Like – what else could
1: he possibly do? I mean, I would argue on that on that try that G- Jesse Ramian scored. Like, mate, I've watched Fafita at the Titans for what, a year now, and I just I never understand how they don't just get him clean ball one on one with a mm. defender. It doesn't happen. He scores all these tries, but they're off taps, they're off drop balls, yep. all these ridiculous ways that he scores just because he's the best athlete on the field. Mate, Nico Hines in the pissing rain in the first fifteen minutes got that ball to him one on one. It's all you have to do with a guy mm. like that. So poor, like poor Patrick Herbert just standing there going, fuck. Mm. What on earth am I going to do So it's here? essentially two trices. It is, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I thought he was great. And I think that once those boys get back at, at the Cronulla Sharks and you get to see them in their, mm. their systems they've been working on for three months now, I reckon he's going to be lethal.
0: See, that was my biggest concern that I wanted to probably speak about a bit later, but we'll speak about it now. My concern was that it was seven, one, six sharks. Yep. And it seemed like, you know, Nico had to like basically 20 minutes in go, I'm not getting any direction here. I'm going to be the guy to get direction. And it makes me wonder, do you need to put him at seven at the Sharks? Because although Trindle had some good moments, it just didn't seem like he was, they weren't yinging and yanging, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't laying the platform for Nico And, and maybe that's the style they want to play. I'm not sure. But it made me concerned for the Sharks that, maybe this is going to take longer than we thought it will because for Nico to have to become the seven, essentially, Mm. is that going to be an issue they're constantly fighting with all year that, you know, they're too, you know, Trindle and Nico are too similar. They're both kind of like ball running sixes. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Well, I think if it's not going to be Trindle, I I don't think it can be Moiser. Mm. I don't think he's that sort of guy either. So you might have to look at playing Nico Hines at seven. Mm. Um, I will say this, though. It is going to take time, regardless how they do it. I remember a couple of years ago when Cooper Cronk and James Tedesco arrived at the Roosters. It took them them three months of games to work out how they were going to play. And, you know, they were copping it a little bit. I think the Sharks have got a good enough team to win games whilst they're sorting it out. I think the Sharks will be okay, but it is going to take time. And um, I think the Sharks, they're they're buying Nico Hines for what he's going to be at the end of the season over the next few years, not in the first
0: six weeks. So just be patient. Mm. Yeah. The only thing is, like, when I look at it and I go, you you look at Nikarima and Chanel, like, individually, I'd probably say Nico had a better game, but the way they worked together, I know Chanel ended up going to fullback for a little bit, but just that experience seven that uh, Nicarima brought... You know what I mean? It was yeah. so valuable, that experience. Like, he just knew when to... And some people thought Nicorema played really poorly. I disagree. Like, again, it's the internet, so I guess you're always going to get that. But I thought that Nicorema's experience probably won on the match. Like, just to be... Know where to get players on the field. Um, you know, know when to, to hit certain parts of the field. Whereas it just seemed that the Indigenous attack was very, like, kind of scattershot. It never really seemed structured. And maybe I need to re-watch the game, but that was, that was a feeling I was getting... Um, you know, the only time I felt like it had structure was when Nico said, nah, stuff it. Like, I'm, I'm taking control of this and going. Um, I think that also is the reality of the beast with so many guys
1: coming on and off. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was a great game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I think people might be reading into some things from that a little bit too yep. much. Okay. I'd probably put more emphasis on when they get back to their club games, their yep. club trials. And, and they can be working to the structures that they've had laid down
0: for them. So, would you say that Trindle is probably the frontrunner for the seven role then?
1: I, I think he is still. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I think he
0: is. Interesting. Because interesting, like, I see him more as a six. So, it's really mm. going to be interesting to see, does his game change oh, slightly? I see
1: them all more as sixes. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. So, so agree. someone's
0: got to be there. Um. You know, when I watch that game, I kind of think Nico has to be seven. Because he's so dominant. And he seems to and it, you know kind of like a Jerome Hughes kind of seven. Mm. But it's interesting. It's interesting. And you're totally right. Like, you know, this, this is something that's going to take time to to gel together. Uh, but it was, it was they were probably clunkier than I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be a bit smoother than they should than they were. Yeah. That, that may not have been their fault, though. They've got a different hooker. They've got different forwards getting to different points in the field. They've got players that may not be listening to them. So um, it's not to say that that's a reflection of how it's going to be. But there is evidence that there there was clunkiness. Like yeah. you can't can't deny that. Um, but I also don't
1: think it's a shock there was clunkiness there. Mm. Like I think it's it's just the reality of their situation. I, I think they will improve as the season goes. Whether it's Trindle or Moisa, I, I just think the Sharks are, have got too much of a good squad for them not to be successful in sort
0: of. Okay, so you don't them, think mate. that there may be big time in the in the season where. Trindle is just struggling to be that like structured seven for Oh, Feenica. I'm
1: sure there will be times because he,
0: he's a young halfback. Yeah. I think they all sort of
1: go through that. I mean, if we're in the preseason next year and they've gone and brought a seven, I won't be shocked yeah, at okay. all to be okay. honest with you. Um, I, I, I think that will probably be the play depending how Trindle mm. goes. He's got a tough
0: gig, Trindle, because oh, mate,
1: people undervalue how hard he's
0: like far is. out to expect him. Again, I, I don't know what he came through the the younger the younger grades but he seems like a really good running six. Cause he's still like, he personally, I thought he had some really good moments in the game. It's not about any specific player. It's more just about that gelling of, yeah. of the players that was a bit, um, I, I agree. I'm not shocked it was clunky, but I thought it would be a little bit smoother than it was. I didn't think that Nico would have to like fully just take control yeah. of the game and go, I'm, I'm going to start kicking, I'm going to start. Cause he was doing not only the short kicking but the long kicking yeah. um, as well. And he, I mean, and what was so good about his game? What what I I think is a real positive though for sharks fans is clearly Nico isn't just a storm system. Now we're gonna to have to see more games, but this is his first game out of the storm system without storm players around him, and I thought he played really well.
1: Yeah, I, I thought he did well. I I was I was very, as I said, I, I saw all the reviews first mm. and then watched the game, and I was just waiting for Hines to make a heap of errors all yeah. of a sudden. It just never came to me. It never. I I don't understand. Those takes that I saw, his
0: try assists and early kicking, some of his early kicking decisions were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. It's almost as if as if you don't like have three tri assists these days, you've had a bad game. That's exactly it. Yeah, if you
1: yeah, and if you're if, you, if you're leading a team that, that that's a red hot favourite, what were they like a dollar thirty or something? and yep. They lose. I think people just jump to conclusions. Yeah, I, I'm always big on, especially when you're looking in these trials, you're looking at performance over scoreboard. Yeah, I think that's something that people look past sometimes. I'll also say this for both set of halves. Um, uh, you know the the two hookers they had. I thought Reuben Cotter in particular did well, but I think you can see he's a thirteen, not a nine. Yeah, okay. For me, I I, I think he he lacked a little bit of direction. I thought that. Um, yeah. Speaking of
0: Cotter, he's tough as fuck. Yeah. He's got a great running game. I just don't think he has the finesse of a nine in NRL. There were certain situations where I don't know, like he just. It's just really hard for me to see him being a high quality nine when you've got guys like, you know, you've got, you know, Jaden Braley and you, you know, when you can see that kind of finesse, um, so I agree with you. I think he was – don't get me wrong. He could get the job done as a nine, and we've seen him do that. But but
1: I think as well, he's not there because he's a good nine.
0: He's mm. there because they don't have a nine. Yeah, okay. He, he was the best
1: – if you're not going to pick him, who are you going So for? he's
0: not a nine normally. I,
1: well, he has played nine in the past. I think he's
0: going to be a 13. Yeah, when okay. I said
1: he'll play Origin a few weeks ago, I see him being the 13 for the Cowboys, and I think he'll do really well there. Off the bench. He's not a hooker.
0: Yeah. He is not hooker. I mean, we said this last year where we thought he would be a good 13. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. He, he tried his heart out, and he didn't play poorly. But at the same time, when you're looking for a, a, a hooker that can identify, you know, bringing people in tight around the ruck. I mean, like, a perfect example of it is Cameron Smith. Like, the amount of times that he would identify a loose ruck and have a forward ready right there to just jump out, tip, boom, in behind, in behind, little things like that, that's, like, what is a, a, a hooker's specialty. Yeah. Um, and separates him from just a guy that gets through a bunch of tackles. Is, is identifying and, and controlling the ruck, controlling the momentum. Cam, Cam Smith was the king of controlling momentum, knowing when to bring it back a bit, knowing when to go again. Um, yes, yeah, so I agree with you. I, I think he's a 13, and I think he's a perfect 13 for today's game. Yeah, 100%. Um, because he, he actually, he's actually he got good ball handling. It's just more of those intricacies of a nine that, that you, know, you didn't really see. And on I mean, again. if
1: you're stepping into hooker for the first time in – around about a year or so yeah. for him in the rain, in those conditions. With people you it's don't know. First game back as yeah. well. Like True. it's exhausting. So. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we go past it, I thought the the huckers and the, the, the indigenous um, dancers were incredible. Like they were so epic in scale. Holy. I love how they're just like increasing it. Just increasing Gets it. Big every year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then they also, uh, the Torres Strait Island was um, – you know also brought into it as well which is really cool you saw those the masks that they were wearing i thought that was sick uh such a spectacle such a good part of our game like i would i know we probably can't fit it but i would love to see three in a year how good would it yeah three in the middle of the year yeah. when they when they've all got match fitness i think it'd be
1: unbelievable yeah, yeah when you think about the quality of that game and you think about everything around it <laughs> weather match fitness yeah I'm I keep sort of saying it, but if you could have it smack in the middle of the year, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah.
0: It's just hard to find that. Like, where would you get the, you know, a lot of those blokes play, will play Origin, I'd assume. Well, at least, so who would, you, you know, Hamiso will most likely play Origin? Uh, Hines will probably be 14, lose, maybe. Yeah, you could oh, lose Hines. There's lose a, uh,
1: yeah, I, uh, I, I was at a um, wedding on Saturday night and a bloke came up to me and said, oh, these two teams should go um, into the World Cup. Yeah. I thought i know it won't happen but god it'd be unreal if they did
0: be cool but then i mean that's a whole nother yeah it's fish. a whole nother yeah yeah whole nother killer could you fish.
1: imagine if you gave them six weeks
0: yeah to, but then it becomes like we're going into like territory of like yeah no no for sure for sure but
1: j- j- just entertainment wise what these guys were able to do in the pissing rain like that off a week if I there was a way for them to three I, games whatever it is i
0: would love for them to during Origin. The idea we've spoken about when we shut the game down for four months enter them into that mm. so like a, you know a four nations or whatever however many nations are like a round robin between samoa tonga fiji png and indigenous side um either a kiwi side or a Maori side uh and then and cook islands i would love to see that that would be sick yep. that would be something that i um would love to see them entered into for sure but yeah it was such a good spectacle such a good spectacle uh now man of the match uh, Joseph Tupine, uh for the Maldi. Now, look, he was incredible. And it actually made me look up, when is this bloke off contract? Because if I'm a club that needs a front rower that can suit today's game, I'm looking for Joseph Tarpane. because he's probably not going to break the bank. You know, if the Raiders have another poor year, he's going to probably start getting, I guess, cold feet or itchy feet and he's going to start go looking around. Do you... Is that something that you would be looking at as a club, seeing this guy? Because he, he didn't just play good last night. Towards the end of last year, he was also really good. And it's, all, it's gotten to the point where, you know, Ricky, for a lot of the year, used him off the bench. He's a starter for me. Uh, he's a starter and he's a front
1: row for me. Yeah, His agree. days of 13 are over. He, he needs to be in the front row. Give him a simplified job. He can just terrorise Yeah, there. Um, sort of remind... Probably with a bit more upside of when, like, Paul Vormans at his absolute best. Mm. That same sort of footballer. Um, I just... I thought he was just so impressive, and he, he's come of age so quickly too. Like, he really has I, – I, I, I was about to say grown up a lot, but it's not like he was immature or anything before, but he's just he's just taken his game to a new level.
0: I think he's, like, realised how damaging he can yeah. be. You know, realised, oh, shit, like, I'm, I'm actually an incredibly hard ball runner that's tough to stop with footwork, with a bit of ball playing, can run a good line, but also a good defender. Like, he's, he's 27, so he's still got plenty of footy left in him. And like, I remember in the lead
1: up to this game, I did a preview on my podcast and I spoke about both front rowers. But for me, Fish was the guy. Mm. and I probably had Joey just a level below. And I got 10 minutes in that game and just went, fuck, no, I've yep. got it wrong here. Yep. He is he's premier sort of front rower category here.
0: Now, do you think this is evidence that, you know, obviously this doesn't speak for the whole squad, but Tarpanier was very deeply involved in the unrest, if you believe the stories. Um, And and to be fair, you know, his missus did come out and say something. So there was clearly unrest there. He's come out and played the way he plays. And he also played the way he played at the end of last season. Now, Buzz Rothfield, uh, we don't know how true this is. We also don't know, you know, why is he bringing this out now, this article. That Tarpanet is extremely happy in Canberra. Now, again, it could be two things. And this is fully conspiracy hat on with no evidence. Very interesting that it came out the day after the game. Very interesting that after he has a man-of-the-match performance, an article comes out about how happy he is at Raiders. Very, very interesting. Uh, now, maybe I'm just being way too conspiratorial, but very strange timing, if you say the least. Yeah, the Mayo man's no stranger to these yeah. situations. Yes, he's all... I mean, he hasn't been in a game this long without uh, yeah. knowing how to work the yeah. system. Let's uh, just put it that way.
1: Is it a bad sign for the Raiders? No, I don't think so, <laughs> but am I... Now thinking because he left the Raiders and played really good in a rep game that it's rainbows and lollipops. I, I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think that if Canberra are underachieving again next year, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these things
0: rear their head again. Yep, okay. Very. It's an interesting times because Tarpon would be a great buy for a lot of clubs. Well, he's one that we probably should have mentioned Melbourne going after, I think. Yep, absolutely. Oh, could you imagine him? Like, wow. That's a great chat And Melbourne... You tell me well, when I'm watching that match going, okay, interesting. A bloke that if if, if Raiders struggle again, Ricky may, he's just going to put a broom through the club. Probably. He's probably
1: at the point where he has to. If,
0: if they go poorly two years in a
1: row. With the roster they have. With the roster they have, I think he has to because – if they go poorly the third year, I think it's his job, personally. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's a chance that if they go poorly this well, it's year, the, only, Ricky,
0: the only way he saves his job for another few more years is by brooming yeah. and then being able to say, mate, I just put a broom through <laughs> the club. Like, of course I'm going to need time to build things back up. So I think Joseph Tarpaneh watched that space very closely. Very closely.
1: I think it's going to be a very interesting year for Ricky Stewart. I mean, yeah. if it does go poorly, he does have to put a broom through the place. Yeah, you know, guys that tend to leave Ricky Stewart or get brushed by him. We'll talk to other players. It'll be interesting to see how they go recruitment-wise because it yeah. looks like the well, people a bit have of a roadblock to England yeah. now. It looks like the guys that have left the Raiders and gone to England they haven't been afraid to share their opinion with anyone that will listen. Even so.
0: players in the club Even. still.
1: Yep, Hodgson. Hodgson's gone now too. Idiot. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how this one plays out in Canberra. They are. Uh, they definitely need to bounce back this year it's uh yeah so
0: again i'm not i'm not sitting here saying like raiders fans wig out like tarpon has gone not nothing like that at all all i'm saying is is the fact that this is this this year for the raiders if they don't go well it's just not tarpon that will be probably under pressure to stay at the club it'll be you could even argue like papa Lee, that you know what i mean like yeah. you, they're, they're, all of their big players will be under pressure to stay at the club. And I would say that at the end of this
1: season, I think that tr- transition of the alpha and the forward pack from Papali to this guy Tapanai will probably yeah. occur yeah. for me.
0: And, 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 and please don't conflate that with saying Papaliti should have pressure on. I think he's actually one of the greatest front rowers the Raiders have ever seen, probably only behind Glenn Lazarus. That's yeah. it. And, you know, on his day, I believe he's probably as good as Glenn, as Glenn Lazarus. The difference is... Lazarus winning premierships. Um, it's more to say that, like, this is the reality of Ricky's situation. He has a roster that's a top four roster, absolutely no doubt. But if they struggle again, he will be forced to do this. Uh, and I think it, it'll be a situation where it's actually best for all parties. Like, can I see, is it a good idea for air to stay if Ricky is saying to him, mate, if you can find somewhere else you can go? Of course it's not a good yeah. idea. Um, not to say that this will happen, but... I think you'd be a pretty brave man to make the claim that if the Raiders struggle, Ricky won't be looking at key individuals to move on to try and bring a new crop through. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the, it's interesting. The Raiders are kind of flying under the radar as to how much pressure they're under. But to another year of the last year, it, the whole club's going to look different in 2023.
1: Mate, it's a strange situation. They're, they're flying under the radar how much pressure they're under. But then there's other people that I think because of last year, they're just not even... Like I, so many people send me their top eights and the Canberra Raiders aren't in it. And I'm just like,
0: fuck,
1: like I get you not having them in there. Yeah. But I don't know how so many people
0: don't have them yeah. in there. Well, how far they have fallen. Yeah. I mean... Like, I honestly had them as, as the Smoky to win a premiership, I think,
1: last year. Oh, yeah. I had them grand finalists. Yeah. And I was very confident. And, yeah.
0: yeah, and I was like, if not that, definitely top four. And there was about five games last year I was like... This is the turnaround. Yeah. This is yeah. where it comes and it just never did. It was very so in very interesting times. The positive is though, one of their key players has come out and ripped and tear. So the evidence that we have so far is things are good at the Raiders. That's that's from all the evidence that we can see, things are good at the Raiders. So please don't mistake this for uh, us saying that things are bad at the Raiders. It's more just saying that like this next twelve months is absolutely crucial for everyone at the club. Ricky, the staff. Like I don't even I don't think you won't just see like some of the players being asked look if you can go you can go I'm, I think there'll be a staff clean out all that kind of the usual stuff now on to a few other players that definitely played really well uh, I thought Patrick Herbert was fantastic I thought Fisher Harris delivered again uh, I thought Cody Nicarima was solid he was as, as we said earlier the experience was really good is there anyone else did you think Patrick Herbert was a real standout for you
1: yeah I thought Herbert was sensational
0: um, especially like when, when
1: that stink broke out and Rapana got sent, it was all Herbert. Mm. That was a sensational shot. That was great. There was, you know, the, the one that I mentioned on Ruben Cotter early too, that, that was a big hit by him. And I then mean, another one on Ramian that made him yeah. drop the
0: ball. So it's like three, basically
1: – Three big defen- – and as a centre, mm. you can talk about it more than me, but defensively it's hard. I would, I would argue it's the hardest position on the yeah.
0: field. I, th- I think it's pr- probably the hardest position on the field because – Winger, it's kind of like you're in or you're out, whereas center, not only do you have to think you're in or you're out, but you've got to just defend a large space. Winger's very rarely are standing there one-on-one in a five to ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would probably agree with that. I think that one of the physically hardest spaces to defend on your line is probably your edge back rowers. But when it comes to, like, a mixture of physicality, skill set, I mean, you've got to pretty much be the best one-on-one to tackler in the game. In the because like even even if you had Hooker out there, laterally they wouldn't be as it's, yeah you're right it's it is it's, one it's of those a tough ones. position
1: yeah. to play. People underrated. I thought Nicko he probably had the game that he needed to mm. have. I think he's had a very strange part of his career. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see people arguing who's going to be the six for the Warriors, and it's like Nicko doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, people don't even.
0: I think we were guilty of it when we we're talking yeah, about it. Fair, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's
1: more because of. The way that the Warriors used him last year It looks Mm. like they weren't appreciating him For what he is He's not a top 5 halfback in rugby league But
0: fuck he's much more than Just a 14 I reckon I do think he would compliment Sean Johnson really well I think he'd be great for Johnson Put him at 6 and just let him run the ball um, Because he's a great ball runner And it's weird, you're totally right He's in this very strange position Because he's what, nearly a 200 game player And yet Are there a lot of clubs Baying to get him
1: I reckon. I know. I say this better. I reckon he's one that could really end up at the Dolphins. I yeah, wouldn't be okay. surprised if be a Wayne smart goes because he him.
0: won't break the bank.
1: He won't break the bank. It means that you can spend a bit more money on getting a gun hooker or a gun halfback, and you can use him in the other spot. Mm. I reckon he'd be a handy little guy to have. Can and play
0: nine as well if you have to, and also he'd be in that stage of his career where he'd kind of willing be willing to play wherever to keep playing NRL, I'd assume.
1: Well, I mean, I, I was
0: a bit surprised. I, I think you, you might want to check, Matt. I think he, he's 27 this year. Oh, he's not old. No, yeah, he's no not way.
1: old. Like, as a ball player, he should be, and as we saw the other night, coming into his most mm. mature football. So I think he's got a lot more to offer there. Oh, for
0: sure. I'm all mean, like, are there a lot of clubs that are going to go to Nicarima right, ne- right now? Now he could change this all and say, we're going to sign you as our key half. Yeah, probably not a heap. But I mean, don't get me wrong. He'll get an NRL contract. Yeah. But I for the mo- like the money that he's probably on of the Warriors, I'd probably say four five hundred k, and he and when he was purchased, it was added as a key as a key half, not the key half, but as a key half. Yeah. I think that like you know what club would really go out and say, look, we're going to pay five hundred k and we're going to have you as one of our starting halves. I think there's plenty of clubs that would put him as a fourteen. There's there's plenty, yeah. But there's also plenty of
1: clubs that I think if you put him into their team, they improve straight away. Cowboys is one that
0: I think. Cowboys,
1: Canterbury, and Newcastle. I I would be a lot more confident on if
0: they won the Canterbury shout. Canterbury him with Burton. I think it'd be good. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I think I think him in at the Cowboys would be really good. I'm surprised the Knights haven't tried to have a crack at him. Mate, there's three, there's three
1: five eight sitting there at the New Zealand Warriors. I think one of them is going to play. Mm. If I was Newcastle, I'd be having a scrap at one of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I, I do believe his experience was a big part of, of the Maltys getting the win. Um, Patrick Herbert, great bounce back. You know, I've already put a post up about this, but. He played probably his best footy of all his career, in my opinion. What were your thoughts of his season, his season last year? Yeah, he's a guy that flies
1: under the radar and I think I'm guilty of it as mm. well with him. Um, him and Brian Kelly. I think they're the most underrated centre yeah, pairing in the NRL. I love Kelly. Yeah. I absolutely love Kelly. Uh, yeah, no, mate. I, I think he's... I, I don't think he's ever going to be that superstar top tier, but he just... He does a job every single week. Mm. And he's so physically imposing. Yeah. And I, I think it's something that I would love to talk to the guys that play against him week mm. in, week out and see what they say about him because uh, I I don't think you can grasp the full impact he has from
0: watching it at home. Well, he he, he missed that tackle on Fafida, but then for the rest of the game, when Fafida came back on, he did a, did a job on him, yep. which is r- such a good, like, do a job on Fafida. Like, who does that? Who, yeah, no one. Literally yep. no one except for Cam Murray. And, like, we know Cam Murray's ilk. He's one of the best in the game. Uh, only I mean Fisher Harris. I thought it, it was a really good showing. Um, now some people was, thought Aaron Clark was really good. I thought he was solid. He just had quite a few errors that I was. Um, but I do believe he he's clearly improved. He was better than I anticipated. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. The, the only thing I was concerned about, I think he had four or five errors. But I think he is showing why Holbrook is saying he's the nine. Yeah. Um, because I thought he was solid. Got through a lot of work. Um, it was quality defensive work as well, so he's definitely improving in the role. I, I I didn't even like last year. I didn't even know if he was a a specialist nine, but he he must be. Yeah,
1: I, I'm. Yeah, I, I I think he will do a job. I think he was great moving his forwards around within that five meters of the rock when he had to go out the back to his halves. Some of those passes worried me a little bit, but once again, it was pissing with rain. It wasn't. Ideal conditions But I From where I was Two weeks ago When he got announced As the 9 And I said to you How nervous I was And how I didn't Understand this one I think it is A little bit more Clearer now mm. um, But yeah Still one I'll be very in, I, I still rate Aaron Booth Very
0: highly Oh absolutely Absolutely I mean It's a good Good spot For the Titans to Great be. spot Yeah Now one guy That didn't get Any reps That I saw publicly But I thought I was really impressed with and I was starting to go, Well, wow, we're seeing what we, we should have seen him develop into over the last few years. Britton Nakora, You were going to say Nicora. Yeah, mate, yeah. he was running... He, he came into the grade as this great line runner. Great line runner. Now, he, he basically had... When you're talking... I know fantasy points aren't everything. I know that. But they still do indicate stats. Well, this is where he did
1: get a little bit of respect because yeah. the fantasy world did notice him because yeah. he was very impressive. He
0: was impressive. And, and I, again, I didn't know his fantasy points until right now. So it's not like I went off that. I just went off eye test. He's He seems a bit bigger. Uh, he seemed focused. His line running was fantastic. So, basically, he had 12 hit-ups for 94 metres, which is the, um, the second most of any multi-forward, only behind um, James Fisher-Harris. But James Fisher-Harris had 17 hit-ups. So he actually, if my math is correct, and it probably isn't, uh, averaged more metres per run. Uh, now, I understand different positions, but that just shows you the quality of his work. Um, he got through, his post contact was 29 metres, which is solid. He had um, 12 just straight hit-ups, and he had three offloads. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you did all this in, in about 50 minutes. Yep, five passes. 17 receipts, made 27 tackles, sorry, made 37 tackles, only missed two. He had a tackle percentage of 94%, which was essentially, not essentially, it was the best in the game. If not the game, it was the best in the multi side Now, if that's not a fucking great knock, I'm not here. I heard
1: Nico Hines talking the other day and he was asked, who's impressed you the most? That was the first name he said. Really So I'd be very interested I, I think he's going to be a guy that Whoever ends up playing half or 5'8 at the Sharkies You need to be taking advantage of him the way that Sean Johnson did
0: Would he be on the same side as Nico Hines?
1: He'll be on I'm the right So he's, he's always on the right edge So I don't know I, I'm, I'm I'm not convinced how the Sharks are going to play just yet I think it was Braden Trindle played down there last year yeah. on the Once SJ went down uh,
0: but I'm not sure how they're going to play. I think Nico was on the first half he was on the right with Curran, I think. Mm. Um, but Britton Okora, I think we're in for a big year because people forget, like, he was a bit quiet last year. He may have struggled with injury. But when he came in, like, I believe that I have such big r- raps on Britton Okora that if he wasn't a Kiwi, that I would say that he eventually probably will play for New South Wales. He could push for it, man.
1: Uh, I remember watching him in his first year and thinking, this kid runs the best lines. 100%. League.
0: Reminded me of like an early Boyd Cordner. Yep, um, And an aggressive defence. With probably a bit more upside.
1: He's probably a little bit better on his feet yep. too. And probably
0: not as big yep. physically. So you probably can't handle those those tougher carries in the middle. But on an edge with a bit more footwork, a bit more, uh, I guess, flair. So Britton Okora for me was an underrated, like really had a fucking good game. Yep. Went about his business. I think he has bulked up a bit. I think it's great signs for Sharks. Great signs for Sharks. Yeah.
1: The, the other one I'd say too, I thought Josh Curran was good. It was a game that it was hard to stand out in. Yeah, for sure. It was was just – but I thought Josh Curran was good. I think he got knocked about at one point there. But he's another one that – he had a great season last year, and I think he's going to back it up again this year, hearing that uh, at least until Toe Harris returns, he could move into the 13 jersey uh, for the Warriors. So interesting one there. I really like some of the stuff he did, though.
0: Thoughts on the Indigenous side? Is there anyone else that kind of stood out for you or – yeah,
1: I, I, I thought that when, when Albert Kelly came on, he, he had good impact. Just just a lot of passion in his game. Um, mate, other than that, it, as I said, it was a hard game to stand out in. in
0: you know ways. who I really, really liked, and I know I'm super, super biased. I thought Selwyn Cobo was fucking really good when he came on. Six yeah. tackle breaks in 50 minutes as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, coming off the bench, um, made some half-line breaks, and if you go back and watch the game, you, like they were like half line breaks, so you'd never really like got off the edge yeah. of your seat. Um, I thought Selwyn Cobo was fantastic. He was actually had the second most tackle breaks and only played for like 50 minutes or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, when, when, I, I haven't had a look at the, those stats, but when I watched it with the eye test, I, I was a little bit disappointed he didn't have more impact, but I think that's more of a reflection of what I expect from him Yeah, and yeah. how much
0: talent he's got. If you can, go back and watch... That's I think it's a third quarter, mm. and you'll see a few plays that he makes where you go, "Fuck me!" Like, yeah. um, one of the kick returns, he breaks the line. A scoot, I think he breaks the line. Um, yeah, he, he's special. He's and some of his physicality and able to handle the physicality is is something special. Selwyn, Selwyn really is a, a club, a a, pl- a player that a club should look to sign way before he's even. Yeah able to come off contract. Now there are whispers that the dolphins are coming in hard. I assume those whispers are coming from his manager for him to get an upgrade. But I think this is a situation where we learnt from our mistake with Reese Walsh and we go, look, we're going to have to pay a little bit more, but let's just get this kid locked up. There's, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that this kid is yeah, the a good. high quality yeah. NRL player. Um, it's just a matter of like, can he repeat that week on week out? I think he can. Um, outside of that, Great game, Tyrell Sloan. Game.
1: No stranger to the promised land. Another Tyrell
0: Sloan. Out. How I, quick was he over those fifteen? Oh man. minutes? So it was rapid. He's got. He's just got that something about him. You yeah. know what I mean? Something. He looks a bit bigger. Hopefully, he hasn't gotten too big. I know Hook has a propensity to like make his outside backs quite bigger. I was, you know, he did that with me, and it actually, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I did it because he told me to do it, but I didn't agree with it. I started picking up injuries. I wasn't as quick. Um, I'm always of the mind of like. Let's say a Sloan. Obviously, he needs to put on some muscle muscle mass to deal with the contact. That is Mm. normal or defense, whatever. But he's never going to be a bloke that throws players off. But what is he going to be? Super fucking fast. It's like Preston Campbell. A lot of coaches would try to bulk him up and make him this little nuggety player. But he's never going to be that. So why make him that? Jaden Campbell, same situation. I hope they don't try to make him too big. Like, yes, there may be some instances where he gets dragged back in a tackle. But for every time he gets dragged back in a tackle... He beats three defenders with his crazy footwork and speed. So this uh, – I think they've moved away with it now, the more science that we have about the fact that certain frames shouldn't have certain weight on yep. them. But there was a period there where, like, if you're an NRL player, you just had to beef up as big as you can get, as big as you can get. And it really um, – I know it affected me, and I know it affected quite a lot of other um, players that I was coming through with at the time. Um, for example, uh, Dane Gayguy, he, he was younger, and they were like, you need to put on, like, f- crazy amounts of weight – and he couldn't like so before weigh-ins we were like drinking like big things of water to try and hit our weight targets and if you didn't hit your weight target you get fined. like that's how serious it was good god yeah and so you've got these guys with smaller frames now obviously Dane has you know built into a bigger frame but if you go back and watch his early years he was a skinnier player mm. um, but you're putting on muscle mass t- way too you know way too like I guess unnecessarily and quickly um, now now Thoughts on the lack of six agains on tackle one. Once
1: again, it, it was a it was a weird game because I, I felt like it was a little bit slower through the ruck just because of the rain. So I don't think that was the best example of what we're going to see from it. But I mean, the last game of football I watched was the grand final. Mm. And fuck, it looked different to that.
0: Way different. Heaps different, which I'm I yeah, I'm all for. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Like the amount of times that they got a penalty, they kicked out, they reset. I wasn't sitting back going, this isn't exciting. Like, I wasn't sitting back going, oh, how slow is this? I was like, yeah, they got what they deserved. Like, don't fucking lie on the ruck. I thought it was great pace. I liked the pace of the game. Think about it. That's in torrential rain, and we got that pace of a game? Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, it was great. And I I think, you know, I had a lot
1: of people message me last week, the stars aren't there, it's going to be shit. Wake up
0: to yourself. Yeah, come on. They prove you wrong every fucking year. It's not about those games. It's It's not about the stars. It's about, like, two teams coming together, playing for their whole culture. And don't get me wrong. I believe that if the Indigenous team has Cody Walker, they win the game probably. Um, and you're that's saying that, mate. If, if Jerome Hughes is on the other side of the oh, field. Oh, I forgot about him. No, you know what? I take that back. Fuck me, Jerome Hughes, NK Ponga. KP. Yeah, all right. You're totally right. I take that back. That's, that's, that's a great point. Wow. What? Yeah. I mean, for them to turn out the quality they did without KP, Jerome Hughes, Cody Walker... Pretty impressive,
1: Latrell. Yeah, Latrell.
0: Fuck. There's a lot of talent that wasn't yeah, out there that yeah. could have been anything. I do hope they uh, one. So so Rapana has been suspended for like three or four weeks. I think it's two, two. Yeah, I was counting the like preseason trial matches. Will he be able to play the trial matches? Oh fuck, I assume so. Depending, we on just don't know anymore. Do the NRL we? makes yeah. this week. Um, so he's going to miss the first two matches. Yeah, I I understand what he did was like totally like he, it was a clear shoulder charge, clear clear shoulder charge. Um... But I think, like, to promote this game and origin games, I just don't believe it should – like, unless it's, like, so egregious where he's, like, he's come in and dropped an elbow on someone's head or, you know, it's just, like, we you're sitting there going, mate, that was an intentionally disgraceful shot. Now, you could argue it was an intentional shoulder charge. But that, that's going to – now, for, if you're Ricky Stewart right now, you're going, well, I didn't want him to play. I wish he never played. Um, and so I think that, like, with origin – and that game, that are both considered rep- representative games, we should try to find a way to like minimise the impact it has on club because that promotes clubs sending their players more. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I understand where you come from, but fuck, it's hard to work out how yep. you would do that. I mean, if I'm who, who was it that he shoulder charged? David If if feeder was out for eight weeks and I'm the Gold Coast, I'm going. Rapana should be fucking sitting
0: out. Oh yeah, for sure. So for it's sure. it's
1: a tough one. And if I'm Ricky Stewart, do you send Rapana next year? Yeah. I mean, we've already seen some other clubs that have held players. But back. that's the concern. That's the yeah, that's mate. I agree with you hundred percent. But it goes the other way too. If if I know there's a chance that this game, well, what is about? Turn I know in.
0: it's getting complicated. And then look, I'm just trying to find a solution. I agree with you. That you're totally right. Like maybe they could look at that in the context and go, look, is Fafita out for three or four games? Yeah. Then you should miss games, but if it's something where like he's not going to miss any games, he should be sweet. Do we? You know what I mean? Is yeah. it the one area where we go? Starve. It's, it's just if you if you go down that route. If you go down crazy. that route, you're sort of saying to those players,
1: green light. You're not going to get suspended for shoulder charges unless it's someone be stinks. There's it's well,
0: that's a good thing. Oh uh, great! You know what I? I that's not what they want yeah, at the end no. of the you know day. What, so well, it's it's, like? I was sitting there watching, and I was like, I was so not disappointed, but well, I guess disappointed. So the stink breaks out and we all love it we all love it and 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 no like no absolutely no knock on the commentators it's just as their their opinion and also like they're coming from a position of you know fox would would want this as well but the commentators were like oh hopefully you know they've got to stop that and hopefully there's no more of that in the game and and I was like when you go i got sent to me the um the link of when I get head hide by crocker I think you sent me that link. Yeah. And the commentators literally are saying, how good's this? Kemp's getting fucking stood on while he just got head high. This is what footy's all about. like. And I'm the guy that got head high. So if anyone's going to be upset that someone's saying that, but I'm like, that is what footy is all about. So again, totally nitpicky here. I'm totally nitpicky. But I was like, do we really not want to see that again? Tell me. Tell me
1: February next year when we're in the lead-up to this game, we're not going to see the highlights of that Yes, that's what I
0: mean. It's like, look, no one threw a punch. Like, it's all just a flare-up of passion. To say that we don't want that, are we being a bit like, come on, come on?
1: Yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, I'm sure, but like in that Broncos game earlier in the day... Dyson yeah. Gamble carrying on like a pest, which I love. loved. it. The other front row, I jabbed him twice in the head. Gamble yeah. laughed. They walked away. Then at half time, they shook hands, shook hands, had a laugh, had a giggle, moved on. That's footy.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely – that's what it's about. Like, yeah, your tempers flare. Like, Gamble came on and it took a trial match that wasn't – nothing was really going on, and then we all locked up. Now, I totally understand from a sponsor's point of view when that you don't want to see fights, but, yeah, when the commentator's like, oh, well, hopefully we don't see that again, I was like, have we gone that far away from, like – enjoying a bit of a brouhaha, is that how far... Do you really believe that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you, I... Yeah, it's... Do you really believe you don't want to see that? I thought when those boys were all pushing and shoving on the sideline, I was like, this is great. And then when you see Rapana doing these ones to Fafita, and Fafita's blowing up back and then he screams at his... Like, that's why we watch sport, to see these crazy moments. Now, look, clearly I'm old school in the like sense that I understand corporations and sponsorships have to keep the game clean, And if you're a commentator, you don't want to promote that because then sponsors are going to be on their ass saying you're promoting fighting, and we don't want to be associated with that. So it's not to sit here and say I don't understand why the commentators. But it was a moment was like wow, we've like it was only 2008 where Rabs and that were celebrating me getting stepped on after head high and saying how great rugby league is, and what we're it's like you know 12 years or you know 14 years later we're saying oh we don't want to see any pushing and shoving. Um, very, very minor nitpick, very minor nitpick. But it was a moment where I was like, I loved it. I love that shit.
1: Yeah, it's unreal. It's, uh, I think back to Origin when, you know, Payne Haas and Tino went at each other. Sensational.
0: That's what, like, that will be forever, like, in the folklore of when these two big boppers that used to be mates, mate versus mate, state versus state. But again, I, I'm, you know what? This conversation happens in every pub every yep. year. Around the country, and
1: I I would have it sent to me fifteen times a year on my page. I'm sure you would too. Like, have you seen this fight? And it's your under twenties. Oh, the blue, the, the big blue, and it's like it's an under twenties game. Why would anyone ever send me highlights of it? But that stink, everyone loves it.
0: It's a wild. It's stink. It's wild, it and goes it's got forever. so many like, like future, future stars. Yeah. Like you got Israel Fallout, Jared Hain, uh, Jared Mullen, Aquila Uarte. Aquila Bante, yeah, like just Dave Taylor. Oh, <laughs> like Fuck. Crazy stars in it And it's just Yeah you, I've told the story A million times before Have, you, have I told you this Have you heard I'm the I'm ready story? to hear it again sure. So basically The reason why Queensland seems so keen To get in amongst it So before the match And apologies for the Podcast listeners who already heard this So before the match Gordon Tallis Sat us down In like the room Before we went to the stadium And he was you know Talking about what it means To be a Queenslander And all that kind of stuff So we were already Frothing at the bit Like let's fucking go And Gordon Tallis said to us, if there's one bit of advice I want you to remember, guys, if there's a push and shove, you don't push, you either throw or you walk away. And after he said that, all of our mindset was, we're throwing straight at the drop of a hat, everyone's throwing. So he put us in the mindset, whereas New South Wales, clearly when you watch the thing, even though they had made a great accounting of themselves, it wasn't like a clear victory at all to either team. It was just a Mm -hmm. fucking big melee. But you, you can see Queensland just, like, rush in like that. And New South Wales are kind of like, holy shit. Like, everyone's on board with his punch on. Um, I mean, like, I was in there punching. I'm a winger. Uh, yeah, so that was the reason why Queensland was so ready to go. Even though it was actually Hain through the first punch, I think. Or was yeah. it Kieran Lander? I can't remember now, to be honest with you. But, but anyway... I mean talk about I'm just so stoked to be a part of it I'm just so stoked I was in there and mate like walking same
1: as that fight like how many rugby league fights is there actually a winner in oh yeah that, like, like if you manage to rarely. get three punches in before there's 34 blokes yeah in that's, a, that's an incredible knock
0: yeah absolutely absolutely like the only reason why we see winners nowadays is because one bloke thinks there's never going to be a fight and the other bloke is like I'm going to throw punches. It almost puts you in a more dangerous position yep. because you're thinking, "Oh, there's going to no fights." The other guy's thinking, "I don't give a fuck. I'm throwing." Uh, whereas back in the day, you were always aware, always ready. That good. I actually, and I've spoken about this before. I believe that even though I understand the rule change and we can never go back, so I understand it and fair enough. But I actually believe it has benefited and been a tactical advantage for small players. Whereas there used to be this unwritten law of if you want to niggle you might have Gordon Tallis punching a hole through your head. Whereas these days you can niggle as much as you want. Like just say anything you want, do anything you want, get in people's faces and there will be zero repercussions. Whereas there was this this like law of the jungle back in the day of like little fellas don't niggle big fellas. Uh, Whereas big fellas now, it's almost like they get niggled, they're gonna get more frustrated because they're like, you would never do this if there wasn't a rule against me punching you. And there's nothing you can do. Literally nothing. you just have to cop it. You just got to cop yeah. it. The rest don't step in and help you. And you wouldn't want the rest to because then they're over officiating. But it's an interesting uh, topic. So, yeah, I, I thought the um, the six again, I'll take a one, was fantastic. I think Tans will adjust immediately because they're not going to want to give that kick away. Um, so, Rapana versus Rafita, we've already kind of spoken about that. Uh, we've spoken about Nico Hines in the halves. Um, now, we've got trials this weekend. Ah, sorry, we'll speak about. Um, the reason why we're speaking about this is because really the only trial that was televised, to my knowledge,
1: yeah, no, it was, was yeah. Broncos
0: versus Wynnum. Now, obviously, it's the Broncos, but it was mainly fringe first-graders at the Broncos. Uh, but it was obviously – the Broncos, you can't read much into this other than the fact the Broncos did what they should have done. Uh, and also, you can look at like individual like performances, but the scoreboard is kind of irrelevant outside of the fact that That's what they should beat them by. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the game? Yeah,
1: I thought that, you know, there was a few guys that did stand up once again. You know, it it is what it is, though. It's a game that they should have won by 50 points. They did. Um, I thought our boy Jordan Piera has... Mate, show him what he can do. Yeah, show him what he
0: can do, for sure. I think he has to be there come round one. If he has another few games like that... If he doesn't get that wing spot, I'll be very surprised. Uh,
1: even if he just has average games, I yeah. just I, I just think he's... I think you, you you, said it to me on the weekend. There's no one else in their squad that can do what he can do.
0: There's not many other players in the NRL. There's not a
1: heap. There isn't. People act like there is. There isn't. Yeah. No. Nah. That's um, why Toto
0: is so crazy yeah. and, and important. He offers this, you know, incredible coming out of trouble battering ram, but also can finish.
1: And there's also, you know, like Brian Toto is incredible, but... There's been guys before Brian To'o that have been like him. We're talking Matty Utah, we're For talking sure. Wendell Saylor, but no one's been able to emulate it like Brian To'o yep. has in the Taniella last. Taniela Taniella, yeah, is another example. They're here and there, Manu. Yep. They're here and there, but they're you know to have a guy like him in your squad. Mm. I, I think Brisbane simply have to select him. Um, I
0: think our other favourite, Billy Walters, looked very good, mate. You know you were totally right. I remember we were speaking about it. And I was, like, so frustrated that we looked at our squad and we were mm. like, there's 1-9, it's Turpin. I think that's poor squad management. But you were absolutely right. I think he's a... He came on and the whole... Now, it could have been that the Broncos forward bashed Winham and they were tired, but you can't... If you watch that game, Billy Walters came on and took the Broncos to another level. They were 6-0 up, I think. They went to about 26-0 up in the span of like that. Should Turpin be nervous? I think he should. Mm-hmm. Only, not because turpin isn't a high quality nine it's just because the broncos are in a situation now where there's probably four well, walters has come out the only people's spots that are safe i think he said can you google this please matt but i'm pretty sure he said this uh Painhas, stags reynolds reynolds and capewell he said that they're the only confirmed and and you know what's crazy is that i actually believe that mm. we we have to remember they still came third last last year yeah they still only won, what, six six games, five games, if that. And so although I believe Turpin is an NRL player, is high quality and um, is a victim of everything the Broncos have gone through, I believe he is in a position where although he has the starting, like right now he's got the head start, but if Walters brains it for the next three games, I can see Walters pipping him for that spot.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting how their spine works because this is the other part of it. Adam Reynolds, from what I've gathered, he isn't, Training a heap up there Mm. He's just doing days here and there Which I think is expected Realistically just what you want Yeah They've played one trial now I assume I haven't had a look at their schedule But I assume they haven't got another three They might have another two Yep Are we expecting Adam Reynolds To play some of these trial games To test out who he wants to be with Because I honestly think Walters would have been sitting there last night Going I am no closer to working out Where I'm at All my guys have played well
0: Yep and then you talk about Kevy Walters. I thought yeah, yeah, Billy yeah, Walters. Yeah, no, anyway. Kevy
1: Walters. I think he he would be sitting there going, "Gamble played well. Albert Kelly came on and played reasonably See, that's well." That's what for I that think time. pushes
0: Walters. And we're talking about Billy Walters. Yeah, that's what I think pushes him more towards the nine role mm. because, like, you've got guys right, Tyson and Albert Kelly, up to NRL standard, and they've kind of earned that six role ish. Now, don't get me wrong, Turpin is further along than them when it comes to earning your jersey because he he has a crack every single week. But I feel like if you take Walters and put him at six, you're losing. You, you lose Tyson and Albert most likely. Now, you could put Tyson at 14. But I actually think that Billy is a better 14 than Tyson. So, like, you could bring him on to, to challenge Turpin for yeah. that nine roll. And then, and then also, and then Turpin and him are battling for that nine roll. T- Walters turns into a great nine. And let's say he wins that battle or he doesn't. But let's say he does. Then, you know, Gamble, like, he, we know he can play six, but that nine role has kind of been a bit of a – it's it's just a role that we haven't had much success in since we lost Andrew McCulloch. Uh, Turpin has – his first year was really good, Jack, Jack, uh, Turpin. But I don't know. I feel like you're putting too many people in that six role when you've only got one nine. That's what, that's, that's what I'm getting Yeah, it's at. fair. Yeah, and I,
1: I, I look at Gamble, and to be honest with you, I, I, he can handle himself at six. I'm not sure if he is a six. Okay. I just think he's more of a footballer, but you've got a couple of guys that can already play in the 13 Kobe role there. Kobe Hetherington's so Hetherington. good. Hetherington, you've got to fit. Walter's in there somewhere. Billy Walter's in there somewhere now, I think. Mate, to be honest, I, I, I reckon their decision would be made a lot – and this is with all due respect to him – if Gamble wasn't in the system. Mm. Like, it's a blessing to have him, Yeah, but he's that – player that he's just got – just got to have him in the team, but I don't know where he's best yep. suited. As you said a few weeks ago, Adam Reynolds will make the decision who he wants. But, mate, I, I'm not – if I was Adam Reynolds, I don't know if my decision would be that easy at the moment. Oh, it'd be I tough really, as. I, he would have watched all, all of them play on the weekend, and
0: I reckon the decision would have got harder than easier. I thought Walters was one of the best on the field.
1: Yeah, I, I thought Walters was the best nine on the field. Then I thought he was the best ball player on the
0: field. So, I – yeah. And then you've got the Stop. politics of it all of like, well, that's the other if thing, he does yeah. get the gig, even though he is playing great footy, people will say, oh, it's just because he's son this, that, and the next thing. Like he's going to have to deal with the same thing that, you know, Cleary's have dealt with. I, if, if I'm a betting man, I would guess that with a mixture of having to earn your jersey mm. and people already have been there, I think you'll land the 14 jersey. And I think it'll be Tyson and Albert battling it out for the six jersey. Yep. then I think by the end of the year, or not even the end of the year, I think within the first 10 rounds, Walters will have forced his way into the starting side. By the first... Which I'll say by the end of the year, he will have forced his... Because I just think, after watching him on the weekend, I know it's against Queensland Queensland Cup, but also watching him play NRL. Like, he didn't play poorly in NRL when he played NRL. No, no way. And He's it always was all,
1: handed himself, yeah.
0: It was almost like, it seemed like he just wasn't Michael Maguire's cup of tea. That's what it seemed like, especially with how much they were struggling.
1: Which isn't. Respectfully I don't think that's saying Too much about him mm, Not building. at all Not at all So yeah I mean Then you've got the
0: wild card Ezra
1: Mam, We spoke before He looks pretty green At the moment mm. But Oof. Mate it's if good. we get to round 13 And he's done what he did last year And he scored 15 tries mm. Fuck you got to start to look, Depending on how Brisbane Are going of yeah. course But um, I don't think he's ready For it now But With another half a season In Cup, Ezra Mam Could be another guy That could
0: um, Can you check What his um, contract Did you get Did you get up What Walter said Can't find it Um, Could you check when Ezra comes off contract? He's another guy that – get him now, like re-sign him now. If he's not on a three-year deal, get him on a three-year deal, you know, 100, 120, 140, 2024. So he is – okay, so he just re-signed. Perfect. Okay, that is perfect. Um, That's good recruitment because he is special. Yeah, he's special.
1: And you could tell on the weekend that I don't think he's – he did some good things and the highlights are all good and well, but – you know even when, when when gamble came on it was mm. gamble's team all of a sudden Yeah and totally. you could see Ezra man was sort of just trying to find his way to work it into the yep. side and everything which is you know, that's
0: what young guys do we well, almost you don't want him to come in and be arrogant and think that he's yeah. earned the right to just run the team because he hasn't he, he absolutely has, hasn't yeah yet. yeah but you could
1: um, tell, I, I felt like Ezra man was struggling to find his place Mm. in that side. He's just a, a naturally gifted enough footballer when he did get his opportunity. Oh, he crazy. Him, no,
0: I'm a huge fan of him. Oh, my personal opinion with Ezra is I actually don't want him to play in a role this year. Yep. Not because he's not good enough, because I think that he is the long-term six. Yep. Okay. Well, no, that's. I think he, he most likely will be the long-term yeah. six. We have to see more footy off from him. Um, But tell me another player in that squad that's doing what he's doing in that six role. Well, there's not many of them in the NRL, realistically, that are like him. Um, Could you imagine him parted with Reynolds in 2023? Shit. I mean, when you talk about a replica-ish of uh, Cody Walker, it's Ezra Mann. You know, he's explosive as... He's really... He's got a great ability of... Even his first try assist when he... Was it like a, a kick or something? Anyway, he got the ball like in a very awkward position. A lot of halves would have just immediately passed that ball. He stopped... He he actually slowed his run down by a mile, and you almost think, "Why are you slowing down so much?" But he was so calm and collected. He knew that he needed to slow his play, the ball down to square everyone up. Then he passed the ball, um,
1: and that was a bit because he slowed. It gave them an extra like an extra half a second to think, which is where you make your mistakes. Absolutely, and he just he managed to freeze four guys in two
0: slow steps. Yep. And just yeah. And who who does up? that, Cody yep. Walker? Like, yep. constantly his ability to change tempo. Like he, you know, some. Sets he's coming at you fast and you've got no no like another guy that's really good at it is Luke Keary yep. just coming at you with speed but then sometimes he knows when to just the amount of times I've watched the Rabbitohs out the back play where they almost look like they're walking but it's all about keeping people square that's the yep. that's the key sometimes it's not about how quick you do it it's about how well you execute making sure that the defensive shoulders are square or turned in um, it, yeah so Ezra Mann had a fan two try assist a try it was good Tamari Martin too looks silky.
1: He look, he looked great. Oh, I said to you before. There's a couple of times where I thought he should have gone out the back instead of going to the yep. second rower. I think it was obvious watching it TV. But even when he does the wrong thing,
0: it looks good. Absolutely, you can just
1: tell that in three months' time, with ten Q Cup games under his belt,
0: I think he's going to be back to near where he was when he yep. left. And what's crazy? That's his first game in like a thousand days. You know, he sh- he had no right to even look. He he should have looked so rusty and clunky. Where you were kind of like, oh man, like, but yeah, again, it's not like he played out of his skin, yeah. But in saying that, it he didn't look out of place.
1: I was having a look at the last game Jaden Nikurima played mm. it was in 2016, right? Huh? His halves partner that night was Jackson Hastings, who also got his own little redemption story. You yeah. know who was the six opposite him? Tierra Martin. Taro Martin. Taro Martin. So Nick Kareem ran him, made their returns to the NRLs on the same night. That's crazy. And they were against each other in Nick Kareem's last
0: game six years ago. You know what? It kind of um, shows you how little depth we have in the NRL. The fact that so many years have gone past and the guys that are NRL standard have been able to just walk straight back into NRL standard essentially. I know it's a Q Cup team, but essentially. Um, Now another guy, uh, I wrote it down actually. That looks like a... Like when we're talking real smokey's a guy that's kind of come out of nowhere, has had no... Um, has had no chat about him. Dean Mariner. Three tries. Hat-trick. Looks silky. He has very quick on his feet. Um, could be a, a, a low-key smokey to push his way into the side at the end of the year. Also could be a reason why a guy like Herbie Farnworth hasn't been locked up yet again. That's the, the, the... What I loved about the weekend with the Broncos was that Far out, we've got some quality outside backs, putting pressure on our first grade. Now, don't get me wrong, Herbie Farnworth is a gun. Like, I really do rate him. But it puts us in a better position where we're not having to pay overs for certain players because we know we've got these guys coming through. Um, So, yeah, Dean Mariner, I thought he was really impressive. Uh, Three tries. um, I personally thought a couple of times where he... He
1: came off his left and he and he ran sort of back into the middle of the field. I actually thought some of those runs were more. I, I think he's three tries. One of them he had to put the ball down. I think the other two were off. Kicks. Oh, it was more his runs. That it was were more impressive. his runs yeah, that impressed. Like when, sure. when I saw three tries and everyone talking about him, and then I, I watched the game and I saw the I saw highlights of the three tries first. I thought, oh, they're just is nothing. Is this tries. just that he scored three yeah. tries, but mm-hmm. then I saw the the runs during the game that he took and he's looks silky. He could eh? be anything, yeah, yeah,
0: like quick footwork, not too small. Um, for a guy that is, I think he's also 18 years old, hasn't been talked about that much. Yeah, really, really impressive. Really and I think impressive. there was a couple of other guys in
1: your forward pack. And granted, uh, you were making really easy metres through the middle. But I, I thought you, you showed a couple of guys that you got good depth there. I thought Corey Jensen, very simple what he did. But yep. he looked good. Um, I, I, I like the big fella with the beard. Uh, yeah. Amy, Tyrone yep. Amy.
0: And then Frank with the, well, how far old was his name? Big boy Big, big boy. boy, yeah um, There was another guy, yeah Frank that came on that was really good I thought Keenan was really good Flegler after he got out the couple of those errors Was solid when he just started Hitting the line hard um, what, The difference, I think You know, you can't take much away From this game But what you can look at and go Compare that to the depth we had A year ago Or two years ago Like It's, it's night and day Like the depth we have now Like two of the forwards that came on They're not even contracted Yeah not even contracted, and they came on and, and did really well. So, um, I, I'm actually I'm more excited than I thought I would be about the Broncos. Not because I think we're going to be world beaters. It's because I can see the shape of a, a, a squad with depth in it, where oh. we're not going. Holy shit! Who do we bring in? Yeah, and I mean,
1: you know, let's go back a year ago. You were making um, the halfback, the, the captain, weren't you, um, Brody? Yeah, oh, oh, and so, then
0: and then Paddy Carrigan, who was yeah, like played was just, twenty in
1: a row games, and you know they made that decision. I thought that's ridiculous. I looked at the squad and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta get it. I' gonna get it now. Yeah. yeah. So to be in the position you're in, I think it's sensational, and so many, so many stars to walk into that Broncos team still. Mm. So they uh, they play the. Oh, we'll talk about it about in
0: a minute. But yeah. yeah. Um. So good really good signs again yes it is not a big trial match but i will say from my own personal experience when i was coming through that's like that game there people that killed it usually went on and played really well in the trials after and that's how i got my like a lot of my cracks was those games there like for, we played so the the young broncos we played the red cliff dolphins um and no sorry we played the camber raiders and we beat them and it was like a a young-ass, like, mixture of, like, Broncos and Redcliffe mm-hmm. Dolphins. And, you know, I played well, scored, like, a 70-metre try. And, and and that was, like, my – a lot of people would turn around and say, oh, it's just Q Cup or whatever. But, like, I was a Q Cup player at that stage. I was 18 years old or 17, 18. Um, and I stood out in that, and then I stood in the next game. And then, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, usually the guys that stand out in that game tend to have good trials after that. It's funny. Every time I see trials, like, it brings back so many memories because, like – those games for a young guy coming through they're like life or death like you're in your head everything is like the smells of it the, the pressure the anxiety anyway it's um now games coming up now you've done some fantastic work here guru you've gone through uh the trials that are coming up this weekend basically looked at some positions that are up for grabs um certain players that could be moved around. So first is Friday. It's the Roosters versus Raiders. Walk us through that.
1: Yeah, we've got Roosters versus Raiders at six o'clock at Leichhardt Oval, and then if you just scroll down, it's actually a double header, uh, which is I reckon it's worth people getting out to. Then the Tigers play Manly at eight o'clock at Leichhardt Oval. So um, if you if you're in Sydney and looking for something to do on Friday night, I reckon that'd be an unreal little evening at Leichhardt. Yep. Two trials in a row. Um, yeah. So the Roosters versus Raiders is the first game. Roosters, there's a few spots available in this back line. Um, I assume we'll see Naguama for the first time since returning. Momorowski, I think we'll see him play. Hopefully, um, we see Billy as well come back and play. I think Suwali might be out injured Mm. for the first few weeks of the season. I I could be wrong there, though. But Naguama, I'm pretty keen to see. Obviously, they've got left centre and right wing available. Yep. Uh, Between those guys. I think the Sam Verrill situation is really interesting. He's not allowed to play in, I think, round one, maybe round two. Can you have a look at that, Matty? I I think it's round one and round two. They play Newcastle round one, so Mm. Connor Watson will get a shot at his old club, you would assume, starting at hooker. Um, So Sam Verrill's... I personally think he's under a bit of pressure at the moment to find a spot um, in the NRL. So I assume as Latrell's allowed to play trials, he's going to be allowed to play in these games. So... Might be some important games for Sam Verrills to show.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, and as Sam Verrills, you're sitting there and you're going, well, they've just signed Brandon Smith. They didn't sign him as a 13. Yep. So this is a massive year for Verrills. If he can't crack that first grade, he's in reserve grade and his value is just going down and down and down. What do you got there, Matt? Uh, yeah, he was suspended for two games last year. Uh, and he missed the fo- semi-final against Manly, so it would be safe to assume that he's out for round one.
1: Okay, so he's out for yeah. round one. And then we've got our boy as well, Renouf for I'm very excited to see him. Mm. Uh, whether he, I, I assume he, he's going to get a bench spot uh, between him, Egan Butcher, a few other guys that can put their hand up for a spot there. So a bit to watch at the Roosters, but I think we're heavily focusing on uh, that back line. You've obviously got Luke Keery hopefully making his return too. We get to see Kiry and Walker together for the first time. Mm. be a couple of young guys that I think will play in this one too. Uh, the bloke that we spoke about last week, name escapes me, Ronald Volkman. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him playing this game too. Off the too. bench maybe, or start, and then they bring Keery off the bench. And so yeah, if, if Volkman's playing, keep an eye on him. And uh, yeah, I know I mentioned him before, but Billy Smith, I just
0: I just want to see him play footy. No, he's, he's so good. He's so... Underrated because people don't understand, like, he's been injured for so long, but yeah. he's a gun. And he's actually the, you know, not the reason, but part of the reason why Latrell, they were okay-ish with Latrell going because they had Billy Smith coming through. They even said in, like, articles that yeah. Billy Smith will be the guy that steps in and then, boom, gets injured. Um, yeah, but I, for me personally, and maybe because he's a mate, but Connor Watson's the guy I'm watching. You know, Connor Watson does, this is his, such an opportunity to get that nine role and keep it. And, I, and I'm just so keen to see how much work he's done at the nine roll. Like he's been plugging away, hoping to get a starting spot for so many years. This, Can you imagine if he gets a starting spot at the Roosters?
1: Well, mate, fuck. That, that round one game they play the Newcastle Knights, Connor is going to be so up for that oh. game. It's not even funny. If I'm
0: Sam Verrills, I am very nervous. Mm, absolutely. And and a bit frustrated too. You know? Oh, mate. He was the was, first try scorer in a grand final yep. 18 months ago. Yep. And now it's basically you're you just... In what world does he stay at the club? Like he's an NRL hooker for sure. Put his like body on the line, like you know, had some pretty serious injuries, you know, and continue to play through them. And
1: like, yeah, some so some of the best judges have been like I, I know Matt Johns has been huge on Sam Verrills for yeah. a very long time. So, on um, a club, I'm looking to pick him up for yeah,
0: sure. Sure, and there's so many teams you could do with a quality nine Fun. like him. And he's a specialist nine, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, Tony also keen on now Raiders pack. CHN, um, Kordihara Wiranara, Young, Elliot, Whitehead. Uh, Rumours Whitehead is playing a lot.
1: Yeah, I've heard these this week, and I find it hard to believe personally. Surely not. But it's – what I've heard, whether it's true or not, remains to be seen. Personally, I'd I think he's one of Elliot. the most consistent, if not the most consistent he's so good on the edge, edge there. back rower. Yep. I wouldn't be moving Whitehead, but interesting to see if they do. I mean, in saying that, whatever they were doing last year wasn't working for them. Yep. So – but I would have Elliot there in a heartbeat. I think the, the way that it lines up for me is Whitehead on the left, Elliot at 13, and then C.H.N. and Young fighting it out for the right edge, which
0: is probably the battle I'm most mm. excited for. And what your starting front row is a Papali'i and Tapane. Tapane, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you're saying Elliot at 13, Adam Elliot. That's where I would I would with. absolutely put him there. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be shocked if he's not 13. It'll... it'll and he's just the kind of player Ricky Stewart would love. Just fucking loves it. Yeah. Absolutely loves it. Yeah, so so are you thinking it's going to be Corey, Hutterware, and Naira and Young that are battling it out? Or you bring Young on as, as another fo- uh, front rower?
1: Um, mate, I, I think they're both better as edges, to be honest with you. Okay. But in saying that, I man, was it two years ago when Young played th- th- through the middle in the finals and he absolutely killed, killed it? Killed so, it. It was one of their best. Yeah, I, I would argue was their best that night. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think CHN is too good not to have in your team. Oh, for in sure. your starting team. And I think Young, if you can use him through the middle.
0: Not a bad rotation. Not a bad you, rotation. you Tarpane, Papaliti bring on Young when they're tired. Um, but in saying that, he, when he plays long minutes and starts, he goes really well. So, yeah. fuck, when you, when you truly look at the Raiders' side, it's such a good footy side. It's puzzling how they weren't successful last year. Yeah. Um, Another key, a key part, obviously we've got the fullback, Kotrick return, but it's who starts at nine. Are you going Starling? Or are you yeah, going I don't know. Eh? I, a tough one, eh? It
1: could go either way and I wouldn't be surprised. I still think Hodgson probably gets it to start, mm. but you've got to look to the future at some point, don't you? Hodgson's yep. not going to be there the year yep.
0: after. Starling will be. Um, and is there that much difference in their quality at the moment? Unless Hodgson goes back to some of his older form. Well, unless
1: Hodgson goes back to his old form, I think the game is more suited to, and I think their forward pack is more suited to a starling, Harley, yeah. personally. Um, you've also you've obviously got, I think we jinxed him the other day, Harley, Sexy Shields, yeah. unfortunately did his ACL. Um, so it opens up a centre spot. You've now got Rapana missing the first two weeks. Mm. There's a couple of spots open there in the Raiders' back line now. Um, that they've obviously got a heap of guys that can fill it, but it'll be interesting to see if someone else... Pops up, Kotrick returning too, which will be good to see. Um, I mean, maybe
0: Kotrick gets that spot in the centres maybe and then they push Savage to a wing or yeah, Tamoko. Tamoko. I, I, I reckon
1: Tamoko will be the one that will yep. stand up out of all this. I okay. hope he is anyway.
0: Now, uh, Tigers, Manly. You've got Hastings and Brooks, obviously. Who is going to be the hooker is very puzzling. I mean, oh, they've got Happy Coruscant next year. Um, centres, got Toa, uh, Junior Tupu, Gildart, Talao, William K., and then they've got what is peachy's role i think he's so suited to 13 it's crazy i think you've got to push 12 into the front row he is absolutely out and out of front rower um thoughts on on the tiger squad
1: yeah i'm excited to see these halves go around mm. um I, I think it'll be great to see them
0: i'm looking forward to
1: seeing them in these trials and obviously in the first few weeks without adam dewey because i think they, they became too reliant on him last year and he's a gun there's no doubt about it but It'd be good if we could get through the first six or eight weeks and Hastings and Brooks have got control of this side. yeah. And then you add in Dewey as the cherry on top. Uh, The hooker choice, as you said, Appy's going to be there next year anyway. So um, I don't know which way they'll go there. But yeah, out in their back line, I think the two wingers, uh, they choose themselves. Then the centres are out of all these guys until Dewey returns. I think he'll take one of those spots. Uh, I think probably going to go Talia. I think Talia's probably first picked. Yep. Then you got Stafford Tully. you know, I mean, they've brought Gildart over from England. Mm. Um, yeah, there's there's a few options there. So I, I I think Tully will be one, and then I think the other Jersey, you probably got Gildart and Stafford that are in front, but I think it'll come down to who plays yeah. best over trials. And then yeah, just Peachy. Surely thirteen. Surely he plays thirteen. Yeah, but knowing Madge and the Tigers, oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck. Right. I don't know. I just can't see a world where you buy Taran Peachy and
0: you don't play him at thirteen. And it's like this, that, that side standard. Like you telling me he's not in their best yeah. thirteen. Like come on. Um, now, interesting. Manly is one of the really one of the teams that have their seventeen locked essentially. Uh, yeah. Schuster obviously recently got injured, which is a huge blow. Huge blow. So hopefully he recovers quickly. Um, but it is a huge opportunity for the young Chavoyevich brother, Davy Lawton. Thoughts. Yeah, um,
1: Davey, he's obviously coming off an ACL. So, I mean, it's going to take him time to get back into his work. I think whoever wins, oh, I think two out of the three of these guys will win it, and there'll be someone that comes off the bench. I don't see any of them doing 80 minutes. Um, Lawton is a guy that he's just hard to handle. Carl yep. Lawton doesn't know what Carl Lawton's going to do. So, hard to get a read on him, uh, but I wouldn't want to be defending up against him. And then you've got Ben Trevovich, who it's a matter of time. Yeah. Do you it think Lawton's to be just time. such
0: a good 14 that you, you don't... I, to I,
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I even think that if he was to be playing in the second row, I, I think he'd play 20 or 30 minutes there. So you mm. could still use him as a bit of a 14. But yep. I, I hope Andrew Davey does well. I think he deserves an opportunity. Yep,
0: okay. Been very unlucky. Um, Storm versus Warriors, 4pm Casey Fields in Melbourne. Now, what do you got? we got got, uh, obviously, we got Josh King, Tepe Morea, and Jordan Grant. Thoughts? You need one of these guys to stand up this year. I think,
1: yeah. uh, knowing Bellamy, all three of them will, but you definitely need one of them to step into this side now. Um, so, yeah, oh, I'm excited about Tepei Moroa. Yeah, he's always had huge potential, and I, I think he's the sort of footballer they probably need to stand up to come off the bench. Um, whether they run with a utility or not, or a four-man, I don't know. You got Nick Meady, Nick Nikarima, you got Wishart there as well. Obviously, round one they're missing a heap of troops. It's going to be a lot of opportunities for guys to jump in there. And then our
0: boy Howarth. Yeah, he's got surely get a bench spot. Oh, I think now he has to. Yeah, yeah. I mean just that with the makeup just, of their side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they need some punch, I reckon, and he's going to bring that.
1: And now both of their back rowers are leaving the building at the end of the year.
0: He, he has to be ready. In. Even if he's yeah. not,
1: he has yeah. to be ready now. Yeah.
0: I mean, you basically, if you're Craig Bellamy, you, even if, as you said, even if he's not ready, it's better to have him in the NRL side, getting those reps in so that when the boys do leave, and he'll do a job when he comes on, Yeah. so that when the boys leave, though, like, I mean, you could even argue, I I don't think they would do it, but you could even argue that Holworth, if he is playing better than Bromwich or Kafusi by the end of the year, that he gets the starting spot as a, as a plan to build towards next year. I'm not saying that Bellamy would do that because he's very loyal to his players, but it could be a potential plan. like. Yeah, I mean, Bellamy's biggest issue
1: now is who's going to be the other second row. Yeah. Realistically, I think we know he's going to start next year. He's going to be the guy. He's just signed a five-year deal. Bellamy now has to pull another one from somewhere. Yeah. So he'll
0: do it, though. He'll do he'll it. He'll find a way. Warriors back row, edges and middles between current Aitken and Katoa and Sirnan. Um We've kind of already spoken about this yeah. a fair bit, but... Uh, it's. I think it's the five 5.8 race that's really the biggest one for me, um, and as you've got written here, Aaron Penna as well.
1: Yeah, Penna I'm really excited about. I think he's going to have a huge breakout year there.
0: The five eight race, though, is
1: very interesting.
0: Very interesting. I, I just don't know who's going to land that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought CHT, you know, he played his role well the other night uh, in the All-Stars game, but oh, he didn't stand out to me. He just played his role. Uh, Nick Arima, on the other hand, I thought he was very good, and Ash Taylor went there on a train and trial. There was no they've got enough sixes. There was no reason to sign him. They have chosen to, so he must be impressive. Mm. So I'm yeah, once again, I think similar to Adam Reynolds, I think Sean Johnson will probably make that decision. Yep. Who's going to be his guy? So yeah, very interesting there. And if they choose one of them, does one of the other two become a utility? Yeah. I probably wouldn't see Ash Taylor as a utility, but I could see leader and Nicarima.
0: Yeah, I think Nicarima will absolutely be in the seventeen. It's just whether he's 14 or he's 6. Yeah. Um, whereas Channel, you can, you know, he may be, I don't think, I can see him as a 14, but there's probably better, their, their bench is so hard to get onto. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. Be crazy. Could you imagine if Ash Taylor wins that race? Mate, I, I, I honestly don't
1: think it's that much of a crazy yeah. narrative. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is. Yeah. I, I think that last year they went off Nick Arima a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think at the back end of last year, they went off Chanel Harris to Vita a little. I think the fact that they've even thrown a Contractor. lifeline at him, I think mm. it says something.
0: Um, now, then you've got the Cowboys, Rabbitohs, 5 p.m. Barlow Park in Cairns. Is this a doubleheader as well? Yep. Oh, no. No, it's not. No. Apologies. Because um, I just, I think I saw the Broncos training in. Oh, no, the Rabbitohs I saw training in. Anyway, uh, look, in my opinion, the biggest, the biggest uh, that I want to see at the Cowboys is that halves pairing that's my biggest concern as in I want to see how they go Thoughts. yeah I'm um, yeah I, I'm a bit
1: nervous about these two this year I, I hope that I, I, I'm leaning towards Chad Townsend on the, at the moment um, and I mean when you look at halves Townsend and Scott Drinkwater on paper they, they are a good pairing they should match up well together um just be interested to see how it plays out. I, I'm more interested in what they do with Tamalolo, Cotter, and Mitch Dunn. Who gets to play thirteen? And yeah. uh, surely not Tamalolo. Surely we've
0: oh, realised that he's a front rower now. Uh,
1: we have. <laughs> it's not. It's not us. I'm worried about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I yeah. I mate. Sh- surely Tamalolo's got to be saying to them, just let me run. Yeah. Just I don't. Just let me run. Does You've he gotta, really want
0: to be only playing twenty minutes or thirty minutes here and there? Like yeah. It's, it's Jason Tamalolo surely he's not saying that to them and i don't think he wants to be a link man either yeah it, it's just so
1: ridiculous to be using the most powerful forward we've probably ever seen as a link
0: man literally literally like i can't think of a more devastating ball running forward no and Lit- you want to use him of all time uh, yeah it's just, it's so backwards
1: and look oh, i've said all pre and i think cotter can get that spot hearing that Mitch Dunn might get it. And if Mitch Dunn does get it, I think he'll do really well yeah, there. Okay. He's, uh, he's a bit of a different body shape. He's v- very silky with his hands. So whether they go Cotter or Dunn, hopefully they go Cotter so I don't look like that much a <laughs> more <laughs> on. True. But if they go Dunn, I think it will be a successful yeah, move for, sure. for them. Um, um,
0: Ballot center is going to be interesting. Hammer at fullback is really interesting. I think Hammer's biggest con- not concern, but the step he needs to take going forward is he needs to get his hands on the ball and get through way more work. He's silky as, we all know he can play for sure, quick as anything, but I want to see him having, you know, 22, 23, 24 runs.
1: Hammer gets the ball when he gets the ball at the moment. Yeah. He, he needs to want the football, be calling it when he, when he sees something, he needs to get the ball in his hand. He's yeah. the most, like, I think there's an argument, no matter who they're playing, he's the most dangerous guy on the field. Yeah. Because he's the fastest guy on the field. With in crazy the footwork. Totally. Yeah, crazy footwork. Yeah. Um, He's got that little kick for himself that you you, you almost can't defend that. Yeah. He's just so damn quick. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how they line up. Um, yeah. And then we've got the Rabbitohs. Mm. Obviously, we want to watch the halfback. Lockie Ilias looks like well, I'm pretty confident he will start the seven. Um, so, can you see how he goes? It's Probably not a bad hit out for his first one. And yep. then left center between Paulo, Campbell Graham, Tane Milne, Tass has a smoky. Yep. No, we're here. I'm, I'm pretty sure Graham's going to be on the right. I'd rather him on the left. Oh, fuck. It, it sounds like Paulo's me. going to be the guy.
0: That just baffles me. You've got this guy that's not his preferred position and you're putting in another guy that, you know, we don't even know if he's good at NRL yet, like as in long term. I don't understand that. Makes no sense. I, I think that you should be developing Graham as your weapon. Like, why? Why go for solid? Over massive weapon, like surely one of those other centres can be solid. Yeah. Like surely. Whereas we know Graham can be nearly of origin standard.
1: Very surprising. And the one thing I noticed, obviously, watching those highlights that Matty put in last week, Atas, he played on the right side in every single game <sighs> there. So surely. Just, surely. It just doesn't add up to me. And I, man, I also thought Paulo was sensational on the right wing last year. He was great. So I don't know. It sort of feels like they're out thinking the room a little bit to me.
0: Like, it, it, what I'm not getting is, just like, if you are so not confident that that player can come in and do a job on that right centre, then what's he doing playing NRL? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where he's, it's like a guy like Tas, for example, let's say Tas gets a spot. That's his position anyway. Like, are you that worried because they're all new that they got. Like, I'd, yeah, it's, I'll be very surprised if they don't throw their eggs in the Graham basket and go, mate, we want you to be our, our game breaker.
1: Brace yourself. Oh, man. And I think a lot of
0: South Sydney people say to me,
1: oh, we need Graham to hold that edge. And I'm like, Surely you got a new halfback, you've got a new secondary, you got a new winger, you're going to change the way you defend anyway. Absolutely. Is it really that much of an advantage having the centre from last year there?
0: Is he going to do that much of a difference like in defense? The other
1: three guys around him are different dudes.
0: Yeah. It's going to change. And it's not the centre that makes these calls. Yeah. It's the edge back rower that really dictates how far you get off the line and it's edge back row and half really because they're the ones that the most traffic comes their way whereas Graham although a really really good defender like surely anyway and this is
1: where I, I also think if you want someone at right centre who's going to be good defensively I think Tane Milne's probably your guy yeah for sure big body good in contact uh, totally agree uh, right edge we assume Arrow yeah I, you'd have to I mean Jacob Host is there but I just think Arrow is the Arrow's obvious so guy Arrow's
0: so good man he's kind of got lost in, like as in his hype, got lost in the fact that he went to the Rabbitohs and they're a premiership contending side. Whereas at the Titans, he was the guy. Yeah. Um, I think he's such a high quality player. Yeah,
1: and it'll be like, I kind of thought his best games last year were when he was playing through the middle too. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how he goes on the edge. He'll be good wherever he is. But I, I think it would be a little blessing if they could find another right-edge back rower yeah. and allow Arrow. Because the other thing you've got to keep in mind with South Sydney is that Wayne Bennett's just left. Traditionally, he gets the absolute best out of forwards. Yeah, true. So it is going to be one of their challenges.
0: Now, Titans versus Broncos, 8pm Seabuss Stadium on the Gold Coast. Uh, for the Titans, it's that young spine that we're looking at.
1: I think Titans essentially run out 1-17, to don't they? Yeah.
0: You oh, I think to you've got to give these kids so as much. You've
1: got to give them as much time as they possibly can i mean interested will see how they use Isaac Liu. Are you assuming he'll be the thirteen?
0: Yeah, that's interesting because he he's a solid thirteen, but I'd probably see him more as a front roller. So do I. But he's the played thirteen
1: and assist in an experienced yeah, really system. system. I just sure. think he could add. I mean, your spine essentially includes your thirteen yeah. now. For me, I just and he's think,
0: mature and experienced.
1: I just think he might just be an older head that might be helpful yeah. there. Um, yeah, that's fair.
0: And they do have a. They got Mowi, um, They got Wallace. They've got a solid front row. Tino roller. will be in the front yeah, row as well.
1: So. Yeah, that's fair. Fair call. Um Aaron Clark, he, he was sold the other night. It'd be good to see him kick on again. I would love to see them carry Booth on the bench, though. And
0: I mean, we, we know Booth's going to get a crack at least. So I wonder if that's going to be streamed. I'll probably watch it. I think sure. they're all streamed. Okay, yeah. they're all streamed. Yeah, no, they're all on Fox. All yeah. on Fox? How yeah. good? Yeah. It's, like, it's like a weekend of footy. It, it, it essentially is, yeah. yeah. Will Smith, maybe utility and utilising David Fafita, you think? I just – as we said at
1: the start of the show, I've seen Nico Hines have David Fafita outside him for 15 minutes in the rain. I think he was utilised better than I've ever seen him utilised mm. on the Gold Coast. Interesting. So. Interesting.
0: Um, now onto the Broncos. We watch Pereira. Does he continue his good form? Then you've got the six jersey. I mean, that's the biggest the biggest battle. Will Reynolds play? I think he'll play 20 minutes. Yep. Probably like one of the middle quarters, third quarter maybe. Uh, Will it be telling who Reynolds plays with in that? I think so. I it think has so. to be. I mean, why it? would you put him on with a guy that isn't at the forefront of his like you're basically wasting time? Yep. Like you need him playing as much footy as possible with the guy you think it's going to be. And I think that guy right now, if I had to guess, would probably be Gamble, with Kelly just a smidge behind him, because we've got to remember Gamble finished the year mm. in that role. Um, but I think that the starting the starting um, halves will be probably Kelly and Gamble, I'd say. And they may maybe try to play Kelly at seven. Um, you know, Martin, actually, Tierra, Martin might get the, get the nod. Yeah, oh, I think tomorrow has got, to, got to get a bit more footy under his belt before but like is. start. He might start the second trial for 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yep. And then they take him off and bring on Reynolds for that second 20. Going to be interesting, though. Really, really interesting. I think yeah. Mam won't start, but I do believe he'll probably have a bench spot yep. and come on. Hey, Maddie,
1: can you if you type in NRL trials, can you just see how many more the Broncos have? Like, I wonder how many opportunities Reynolds has to. Well, it's just these two. I think it's. Is it only two? Are they because there is another week of trials after that? So... Oh, okay, so it will be three. You know? but they might not have three of them. Like, they might. I'd assume have they two. would.
0: I'd assume they would. If that's the case, then Reynolds won't play. I don't think. So uh, Brisbane have two more. They got this week against Titans, and then against Cowboys on February twenty-six. And that's it. Okay. So Reynolds will play then Yeah That's weird Okay See Oh no there usually is only three trials I'm pretty sure Anyway um, Then another Although it says here Most teams only have two Yeah a lot of the teams Only have two this year Yeah Really So Brisbane have three I swear back in the day every, Every club had three But the first one was like Basically your Q Cup Your Q Cup side Interesting. We'll we'll, we'll keep in mind,
1: Brisbane's the only NRL team that had a trial this week. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Um, Now, uh, Ricky or Pecora on the right edge. Really interesting. Um, Pecora, obviously, Pecora, massive raps on him. Mm. Massive raps. I mean, they just, I think, signed him on a three-year deal after the Bulldogs tried to get him. Um, Look, he's a gun, but he is still quite green. And
1: there's been there's been a lot of rumors getting around that he is in front of Ricky, uh, which I find hard to believe. And I,
0: I for Look, me, don't you think Ricky would have played on the weekend then if that was the case? Yeah,
1: or yeah. Just trying to get- uh, I'm not. I'm not. Sh- yeah, I'm not sure what the go. But I've been told by a few Brisbane people that he could be in front. Whether that's going by training photos or whatever. But I also don't think he did enough on the weekend for me to mm. get over the top of Jordan Ricky. So oh, I'm expecting Ricky to be there. I think Pierre
0: Cora will be on the bench for sure.
1: Yeah. At least at the very, or
0: or start on the other edge or something. Yeah. Um, But it is interesting. Very interesting. Herbie locked in. I look, I think Herbie's got his spot. I really do. I just think that he showed so much grit through tough times.
1: I've actually got a feeling Herbie might've been one of the guys that Walters might've mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got a, I could be wrong on that, but I've got a feeling. I mean,
0: I could see it. He's earned it. Yeah. Worked his ass off and been a shining light for a couple of years now. Um, Yeah, really interesting. Really interesting. Now, on to Sunday. We've got the Panthers versus Sharks at 4 p.m. Combank Stadium. Sharks halves. Who is going to land that seven spot? Trindle versus Moylan. Then whoever doesn't make it at 14. Is it Metcalf? Thoughts?
1: Yeah, geez, isn't Metcalf a forgotten man?
0: Yeah, true. True.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know. I.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that you'll, the, the Sharks will be one of the more
1: interesting teams
0: to watch in For trials. For sure, because like, I would argue Metcalf has had maybe more, like I've seen more big plays from Metcalf in NRL than maybe Trindle. Um, yeah. Even though Trindle's, I think, played more NRL, I think. But yeah, really, really interesting. Moylan at seven? I just I don't know about Moylan at seven, you know? Well,
1: it might be Moyzer at six, and as you said before, Niko Hines, Hines at seven. At seven
0: so, really
1: interesting. I mean, yeah, I said it a few weeks ago, but if, if Moyzer comes out and gets back to his absolute best... Oh, yeah, fuck. Fuck, they've got no headaches all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, absolutely. And this, I'm probably pushing them into that
0: top six sort of round. If Moylan comes back and plays vintage Moylan with Hines in the halves, wow, look out. Yeah. Look it's, it's just out. so
1: long ago, though. Yeah. It's uh, hard so to... Injuries.
0: Yeah. Um, now, Eels versus Dragons. Also, So that's also a double doubleheader. Um, Dragons halves in the 14. The major questions going to this season. Thoughts?
1: Yeah. Well, I think we've got our age-old Bud Sullivan, Moses argument to yep. get through here. I think Amoné will be the six. Yep. I'm pretty confident of that. I, I think Bud Sullivan would have to have a huge few trials to force him out of that jersey. Um, yeah. It's a couple of spots there to watch at the Dragons. Also, their forward pack. I mean, they can only pick what, nine forwards. They've got mm. about 12 that are first grade standards. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I I, think a couple of guys there, especially with Moose, he's out for the first, I think, four or five weeks. Yep. So there are guys that could force their way in. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I think the Dragons are
0: pretty much... Just be like a solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, I mean, their back line, you'd say it's pretty much sorted. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The halves though, because like you wouldn't say Amone definitely got that six role. You know, yeah, some, I wouldn't
1: say definitely, but I, I, I wouldn't say he's. he's I'm I, I'm ninety percent sure he yeah. will be though.
0: Okay, six. Um, now the eels. It's basically already picked, really, the eels when you think about it. Yeah, this is you know maybe outside of a wing spot.
1: Yeah, wing spot. You've obviously got Hayes Dunster. Um, you got the fellow from Canberra that's come up to Bailey. Yep. So,
0: but yeah, that'll I, be the biggest battle, Bailey Simonson Hayes Dunster, really Yeah,
1: I I, I think as well uh, What, Micah Sivo's out for the first Couple of weeks So you're probably going to have Bailey and
0: Hayes Dunster on the wings Most likely
1: Yeah, but similar to the Panthers Why we didn't really talk about them Sort of picks themselves Yeah um, Outside of, yeah I I, I personally think that for the Panthers too Tago will be locked into left side And May will be on the right So it'd be good for people to see them though If you haven't already Yeah But, yeah I think those sides are pretty
0: stock standard pretty there. locked in there, yep. Uh, we'll talk about the Monday Monday uh, Bulldogs versus Knights, but there's plenty to talk about then because there's, I mean, they're probably the two teams that are in the biggest flux, really, when it comes to positions. Two, that'll be interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, because um, I think about all the positions that could be changed. Uh, I mean, and what's crazy is Bulldogs might come out and smack the Knights. When you look at their, their squad they've got, um, and that would be, I know it's a trial match, but... If you looked at where the Knights finished and the Dogs finished, you'd think, oh, Knights should win comfortably. But you just don't know. You just don't know.
1: Might be worth Newcastle saying,
0: you you, you pick your halfback, we'll
1: take the other one.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, also, just wanted to give a massive shout-out to uh, Taito Alvarez defeating Derek Lewis. Did you get a chance to watch and that? I yesterday? was on a plane home. Oh, no. It was, no, it was yeah. incredible, bro. Absolutely incredible. Second round knockout. Took an absolute beating from Lewis. Not like – it wasn't like fully one-sided, but he took massive shots from Lewis and like he didn't care away. He just started swinging for the fences. Uh, so massive congratulations to Taduwas. also Israel Adesanya defeats Whitaker. Um, you know, some people thought that this was like a robbery. I disagree. I thought is, is it was a three, two to Israel Adesanya. I gave, uh, round two and five to Whitaker, and then one, two and three, to sorry, one, three and four to Israel. Uh, but Whitaker absolutely improved massively. It's just, I think the only person that's going to beat Israel Adesanya is a crazy good wrestler. I just think in the stand-up game, he's so clinical. He's so... He's just... I mean, before he came to uh, MMA, he was one of the best Muay Thai fighters in the whole world. Barely lost after 50 fights or whatever. Um, Maybe lost like once or twice. So, yeah. Congratulations to Adesanya and obviously to Alvasa. You know, incredible. Derek Lewis has fought for the title twice. I don't even think Taitulweiss was in the top 10. Now he's a title contender potentially. One more win and he could go for the title. So incredible scenes. But uh, make sure to follow the Guru, Gurino, on Rugby League Guru on Instagram, Rugby League Guru on Facebook, uh subscribe to rugby league guru on your podcasting app is there any any other super coach stuff you've got going on or No, really? mate,
1: we've got a we've got a new show starting that'll be filmed here over the next two weeks or so so uh stay tuned on my page for some more details yep. there and will that be focused
0: on super coach or super coach yeah. yep solely super coach for uh all of your loyal super coach fans yeah, out there they love it people are gonna love that um <laughs> Make sure to grab a case of bloke and a bar guy. Footy, guys, footy is back. If you love this footy content, grab a case. It supports the platform. That's the only way we can keep doing this. So go out, grab a case, tag us on your Instagram. We'll share in our story, all that good stuff. But as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you.